Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. All I ever wanted was a little love. I want true Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. And this is Devin Leary. And you're probably wondering, why do they sound so alike today? Why are (laughs) they so in sync already? And that's because Devin is now on one of my antipsychotics. She's not getting the full antipsychotic treatment that my doctors have put together for me, but she's on one of mine and, and that is sisterhood. It's also, you might be asking, is that odd or is that God? And the answer is God because... I was sitting here reading anonymous people on Reddit looking for some hope because I'm this is my third medication I'm trying and I'm just like, can someone please tell me this is going to help me? And then I hear that my good friend Carolina, whose mental state might be similar to mine in past experiences. And I'm sure Devin's looking at me through the Zoom right now and thinking she doesn't look like she's showered. She looks like she picked something on her chin and might be bleeding She looks like one of the Rugrat kids that grew up with no parental supervision, but that's okay because I'm here, I'm surviving, I'm thriving. Listen, if you slept eight hours once in the past month, you have what I want. That's, that's literally all I want in this life. I, I haven't been able to achieve that. And, and if you have two working eyeballs, you're also doing better than me. We were supposed to record yesterday, but unfortunately my cat scratched my eyeball. And this is the thing like this is this is how being an adult works like my cat scratched my eyeball. I like was texting with Carolina when it happened. I was like, LOL, like he just scratched my eye. And then as time went on during the day, became a problem. I'm starting to think like my eyes watering so much. It like really hurts. And I'm just like, okay, well, I, I guess I'll just try to like close my eye most of the day. And then I was like, you know, I think they do say that that there can be like bacteria from from animals and whatever. So I get on one medical, like the, the video chat and the woman's like, Oh yeah, you need to go to urgent care immediately. And I was like, Oh, and she's like, you need to get antibiotics as soon as possible. I was like, what? Why do you have okay. to say it like that? 
Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, here's the thing. I, I have to take an Uber because that's how depression works. So I had to take an Uber to Manhattan and I get there and I, I thought Mercury must've been in retrograde because the second I get there, a woman passes out and like, it's like, Uh. okay, but this is what I'll say. Manhattan, New York city. This is what I'll say. This is supposed to be, this is the Mount Sinai urgent care. This is supposed to be a city that has never lived, sleeps, never sleeps, lived through nine 11, been through, been through hell and back. And I'm sorry, but one person passing out. So as a result of that, for some reason, they couldn't see me for like an hour and a half. Like by the time I saw the doctor it was an hour and a half later. And she was like, Oh, sorry. Thank you for waiting. It was because like the woman passed out. And I was like, no offense, Give but her like a Gatorade. Yeah, like I don't understand how that this is an urgent care. This is part of a hospital. Like, how did that I've seen Grey's Anatomy? It's like people are coming in with like tree trunks in their stomach and they don't make people wait 90 minutes. I passed out of Coachella. People just left me there. Left me there in a field. And you know what? I figured it out. I woke up, some of my stuff was stolen. Yes, but I figured it out. <laughs> Yes, That's- an anonymous person left a, a voicemail on my um house phone for my mother to find, but but besides that, I was okay. <laughs> oh, Carol, was that the first that's... time I had passed out of Coachella? No, it was the second, but that is okay too. <laughs> that's so scary. Oh my God. But I want to give a tip to my girlies out there at de- desert festivals. You go into the med tent and you say you're feeling dizzy and they give you a Gatorade. And normally that Gatorade would cost $8, but it is free in the medical tent. Sure. There are probably people like Devin who have you know, they can't scratch their eyeballs out and um, they're suffering from that. But imagine I go to a music festival medical tent because my cat scratched my eye. I'm like, this seems like the closest possible I, help I can um, get. I almost texted you a picture of Leanne from Real Housewives of Dallas's husband, the cop who um, wears an eye patch suddenly and inexplicably. Um, but I thought, you know, maybe not today. Maybe not. Now is not the time to haunt her with a ghost of the future, potentially. I actually might have to like order myself an eye patch because when I put my like antibiotic thing in, I have to close my eye. You should draw the Greek eye on it like Heather from Salt Lake City. I'm sorry, but that was so enraging. Like I love Heather, but I could not stand by that. However, I do understand the desire to be dramatic. For example, in the past month that I have felt like depression, Yes, I have taken some crying selfies. And um, oh, I love a crying selfie. I keep them. Yeah. You just keep them and you think like, okay, wow, look what I've been through. And so I do yes. get that. But to be like repeatedly like, oh, I don't know what happened to my eye. Oh, yes, I do. It's like she wasn't a good enough. Like she's not crazy enough to pull that off. Yes, that's a great way of putting it. If Ashley Darby was doing that, she would have absolutely murdered Karen, that scheme. Maybe Karen Huger. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, but Karen this week is losing me, but also amazing. I love when Candace was like, get away from, get away, get out of here, get away from me. I love when, when Robin calls Juan and she goes, oh, and, and what'd you say? She was old. Like Karen, she was old. I thought it's clear that Juan is cheating on Robin. And I think anyone with eyeballs can, anyone with working eyeballs that haven't had a cat scratch him out can see that. But Karen, (laughs) like having her the finale of her evidence being that Juan asked her for a threesome is just not true. He hugged me until my breast went back to my vertebrae. <laughs> she has one of the most original voices on Bravo. That's what I'll she say. She does. And then when they were, when they cut from 
Robin or someone was saying like, oh, this is, oh no, it was Giselle. She's like, Karen's ego used to be like big and now it's like uncontrollable. And then they cut to Karen just like laughing at the camera and her confessional look being like, hey, hey, hey." (laughs) like she is, she's a Disney villain and I love her. (laughs) One of the other things that you can tell how much production hates Michael Darby is they always put that clip of him grabbing drinks going, Hey, hey, hey. I, I, know. I know they're like oh well we thought he, she must have been talking about michael when she's saying someone was creepy to her and now we know michael lives on as <laughs> as the scourge that he is so uh, to jump back to what happened to your eyeball yes that was that was very discouraging and i'm glad you lived to tell the tale but what i'll say about heather and her eye problem is that i agree she's also just not a good actress and she would do this thing That was so annoying. And we all know someone who's done it where she'd be like, you guys, I don't want to talk about it. And it's like, well, you just brought it up, Heather. But I, um, even though I I don't think I agree with her politics, I love Lisa Barlow. And I did like Heather said, I knew that Lisa wasn't going to ask me any questions and would just talk about herself. And then you cut to them in a go-kart together. And Lisa's like, I tried on a dress. And John (laughs) said, How much do you think that is? And he said $80. And I said, John, it's $800. She is, again, not the most original voice, but one of the funniest voices. I I love love her. Winnie Wild Rose was like, I have to talk to you about Meredith. And Lisa nods, calmly goes, tell me. (laughs) Also, when when Heather tells her in the, like, post-trial sequence, when Heather's like, telling her about how Jen is going to go to jail and Lisa just starts like uncontrollably sobbing. That is a, that's also just a um, classic Bravo reality TV moment. Like anyone goes to prison. I remember when Mike, the situation went to, got sentenced like two years and Ronnie runs out of the room, goes into the bathroom and sobs. And you're like, Ronnie, Oscar nominations went up today. Okay. You're not going to get one. Ooh, I didn't I didn't check them yet. That's how depressed I am. It's noon. I haven't checked the Oscar noms. Who am I? Who am Who I? Am? Hey, I have a question. Who am I? I'm I really thought excited. I knew myself. I really, I'm really did. excited for you on this journey. I love my meds. I kiss them every night. I actually you know what? This is how good my meds are. And it's something that I wanted to say on this podcast. I found out yesterday that my ex is dating someone. Oh, yeah. And I find out through someone telling me, they're like, you're existating Devin. I was like, wow, <laughs> I actually need to be told that. No, this is the thing. I actually, I only want to hear about any ex if I absolutely need to. Oh, okay. You and I if are different like, there, but go they on. They shit their pants in line for Six Flags. Like that is something I need to hear. Or like, they're actually dating your mom. Like I, I should know that. But if it's something like, oh, by the way, they're seeing someone. I'm like, why would you tell me that? I don't need to know that. I would I would want to know. But that's because I just started the meds. I'm not cured right, yet. Right, right. Yeah. I I always think of like anything about your exes, like a closet that is full that I just lock the door to and walk away. I never want to know anything. In fact, I hope not to know anything. Well, that's healthy. But I, this I wanted to say because it's like disclaimer. Don't tell unless people are like, I need to know. Will you please tell me if you know anything? Don't tell people anything about their exes that you know of. Uh, except if you're speaking from my end, I would say like if you see an Instagram story, screenshot it. If you see an Instagram <laughs> I, story, are. video screen, record it. Like <laughs> that's that's from my end how I feel. Okay, there are differing opinions on this. Yes, I just think it's 
a weird, you have to think about someone's day. It's like, what are they doing today? They need right. to hear this today. On your circumstances, I will say that um, I agree. But some of us don't get that fodder. Yeah, it's like you have to have like the exact right type of comical X where it's like, OK, this is just funny. OK, psychopath. Uh, um, She's not calling her ex a psychopath. She's calling her sweet little kitten a psychopath because it's been trying to kill her. He is. I love him, but he's Megan. OK, Devin literally just had to pause. Get up. You probably didn't hear the pause because Brian, our editor, took care of us. She gets to the door and she comes back into my Zoom frame and has the audacity to come back holding a bouquet of flowers, ladies and gentlemen. What does the card say? Love you, sweet pea from... (laughs) I'm sorry. I just want to say I'm a generous friend and I'm saying happy. I'm happy for Devin. Devin. I need you. I need to ask, what would you have said if I was the one who went to the door and came back with roses after you had just been speaking about your ex dating someone new after you had been having a hard day? Listen, I can't say it would go over well. I can't say I'm emotionally mature. (laughs) In the words of every Bravo housewife, I never said I was perfect. Okay, and by the way, I did think I'm like, do I have to take the flowers into the zoom screen yeah but then i thought listen like this doesn't happen every day it really does you listen this is what happens when you stay the course when you work on yourself sometimes you get you know when you go on the right meds sometimes you get flowers at your door okay well what i was gonna say right before the flowers came it's actually perfect because cookie my cat seems to be afraid of the flowers and now he's not coming near me And so it's almost like garlic to a vampire, you know? Mm, Yeah. Well, today we are reading some answers from our listeners. We asked a kind of normal question, but we really got a wealth of responses. And and for that, I am grateful. I'm so grateful for that. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be back in a moment. Please stay tuned. I want you. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, 
Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back with True Romance. So we asked our listeners what their red flags were on a first date. And a lot of them, most of them, responded with real stories that had happened to them on a first date, which had been deal breakers. And when you listen to these, you will realize that they absolutely should be deal breakers. I walk around, as friend of the pod Holly would say, nervous, having some self-worth problems, worried that I didn't do the right thing, thinking of things I did 10 plus years ago and being embarrassed of them. Yes. And men walk around doing clown-like behavior. Yep. As Candace from Potomac would say, being characters on Sesame Street. And I and I'm the one who's nervous. So I know. I would like to read a few of these. One of them is lied about his job on app, said he was a youth counselor. He was a prison guard. The thing that's interesting is like I don't know what's what's more of a red flag, youth counselor youth or prison counselor guard. Or prison guard. I would say prison guard. Um we have one which I think is I feel for this person as someone who is close to their mother. Um, And when I say close, I mean, she lives with me. Someone said answering a call from his mom, melting emoji face. Um, I know I would not do that on a first date, but we don't know the circumstances. Maybe his mom fell in a hole, a sinkhole in the middle of Los Angeles. That happens. It happened like a week ago. Okay. Um, Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. No, listen, as someone who has watched I love a mama's boy on TLC, smothered on TLC, and now MILF Manor. I will say that is a red flag. Also, I one time went on a date with a guy who took a phone call on the first date for upwards of 10 Evil. minutes. And um, and you know who that ended up being? The guy who, when I was like after after date two, where he introduced me to, in his words, some of his closest friends, and I invited them up to my apartment. He was like, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I do not see you that way as like a booty call type. Like, basically, take it yeah, slow. Yeah, that was ac- actually crazy. He I, also I, never removed that his That kind of girl. That kind of girl, by yeah. the way. He was like, I know you think you're a prostitute, but you can value you're your own body. I know you're a stripper, but I can get you out of here. I can get you out of this life. <laughs> he was Albie. He was Albie. Oh, my God. He was. Someone wrote in that their date that had been a red flag drank seven martinis. So I personally um, have been on dates where people have done this and I have not flagged it until um, years later when we broke up. So in retrospect, yeah, 
seven martinis is probably too many. I don't know because I don't drink. So I, I I often am blinded. If you're not blacking out and um, pissing the bed next to me, I'm like, you're, you're fine. like you were barely tipsy. Fucking. I literally am. I'm like, you didn't black out and say you hated me. So you don't drink <laughs> like I do. Um, Someone wrote not believing in evolution. Ooh, come on. Was that the youth counselor? What is, yeah, exactly. He was like, no, I am the descendant of Jesus Christ. Someone said he asked me to be his girlfriend on the first date. Okay, brag. 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 You know what? That, that's a brag equivalent to me bringing my flowers onto the Zoom flowers. window. Oh, excuse you guys, me. I sorry. I think she pretended to have a doorbell ring. I think those flowers have been sitting there all morning. I think that card was written in Devin's handwriting, if you know what I mean. The I think fake, this is a fake charade. flowers. They're fake flowers. I just have them on hand for any time no, I, I, I need I, to lie. I believe this. Um, no, asking someone to be your girlfriend on the first date is psycho behavior. And I say that as someone who's wanted to do it. I, I usually want to say I love you within three weeks. And I usually do. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the situation. Like, imagine I was thinking about this one and I'm like, okay, if it, I can see some of the first dates I've had that were like really amazing at the end being like, okay, so we're both feeling the same way, right? But if it was like an awkward, weird first date and it's like long silences and it's like at one point he's like, anyway, uh, you want to be my girlfriend? It's like, that's like, oh no, a red flag. Oh, no. The one that I responded to the most because I, I so saw myself, I always get in these situations. And so I, I loved this one was ask me to get in his car before the date to go unlock his house so his sister could do laundry. And I did. I was like, I completely identify. I'm always in these situations where I think, I guess that's normal because no one would ask me to do that if that wasn't normal. And I will, I only find out later when corroborating with a friend, like, oh, that's weird, right? Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know why I said yes, but I didn't think saying no was an option. It kind of could be a green flag if you think about it, because he is, cares about his sister. Mm. A lot of men don't. That's true. A lot of men would say to their sister, that's your problem. Do your laundry in the river like an yeah. Amish woman. <laughs> like the women Take in Disney movies. Take your Tide Pods down to the creek like a good <laughs> girl. Someone wrote in sudden anger at a child being too loud in the park. That is so crazy. That is being really on a date crazy. and being like, oh my God, these fucking kids. That is no. so wild to me. I, I just, in general, like, one of my pet peeves is being on a plane where someone acts annoyed at a kid crying. I'm like, they're not a girl going through a breakup. They're a baby with like no impulse control and like their ears hurt from the air pressure. Like, what do you want them to do? I just so weird. And the parents always feel guilty and like nervous. It's like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I know. Especially I don't I don't really get it on planes, too, because it's like you can put like, yeah, you can put your headphones in. It's like it's whatever. And it's also like, have you flown in America? The experience is terrible. There's a reason people don't like to fly. It's awful. Like, everyone smells bad. Everyone's rude. Like, babies are honestly the least of our problems. I'm really more concerned with guys who say their seats are too small. And that's why they have to put their arms on my hand rest. Yep. Someone wrote name dropping. Name dropping is something that I have done by accident. And I'm really sorry for people who have heard me name drop. I do not mean it to be that way. Maybe it comes from, you know, lack of self-worth or insecurity, but at least I'm self-conscious about it. Once I was at lunch with an ex, this is forever ago. I don't want people to think this is my most recent ex. This was forever ago. 
I'm like 21. I'm at lunch with an ex, like reuniting. We haven't seen each other in a while. And Edward Norton is sitting to the left of him. And my ex shushes me so we can hear what Edward Norton's saying. Well, well, what was he saying? I don't know. Nothing. He was just having lunch with a friend. But I remember being like, you're a piece of shit. Why can't yeah. I just like see this? Yeah. Hey. Another red flag. Introducing you to someone as Jessica when your name is Julia. Oh, listen. Names are hard, though. On date one, I definitely have forgotten you- someone's name on date one. Okay. I guess I just don't go on that many dates because when I meet someone, I'm like, I know everything about you. Um. He brought open whiskey. He brought an open whiskey bottle to my house with shitty whiskey poured in the nicer bottle. That is someone who cares about making an impression. That well, is someone who has put in an F in effort, which a lot of people don't do. The open well, container is containers <laughs> is problematic. I, you know, it's again, like, how did I, it get there? I always end up with people who drink less than I did. So I think it's not a problem. Okay. This one, you know, I, I feel like is meant to. His idea of good food was a sub shop. Listen, if it's not Subway, it is good food. Um, Excuse so- me. Subway is good. I cannot eat Subway anymore because the $5 foot long. I ate so many in college that like the smell of it just reminds me of like how many of those I've had. The last time I had Subway, it was like when I worked in an office and I brought the Subway sandwich like back to my desk and someone was like, oh, you know, they use like fake meat, right? I was like, that is that falls under the same category of I don't want to know what my ex is doing. I don't want to know what's in my Subway sandwich. You think when I'm unwrapping a Subway wrapper for my fucking lunch that I care what the ingredients are like, just be quiet. I would have gone somewhere else. Um, Someone wrote kidnapped me. I literally looked up this person to make sure you were friends with them because otherwise I was like, do we have to send out <laughs> like a search and Help rescue me. team? Help literally. me, please. I was like, is this JC Duggard? Oh my God. It's Elizabeth. Um, what was her name? It's Elizabeth, Elizabeth Smart. Smart. Yeah. Oh, um, talk about smart. Smarty pants got right out of that kidnapping situation. She really did. That's a green flag. When someone's escaped being kidnapped, you know that they're clever and they could help out. You when someone's last crisis. name is Smart, you better believe great that's flag. a great flag. I want true Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. 
every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We have someone who said, he tells you he hates books. That, you know what? Who said that? Prince Harry told Megan that. Like, they're literally for, he was like, eh, I'm not really, he, because she said, I'm going on an eat, pray, love trip. Maybe one of the most popular books of the last 10 years. And he goes, uh, sorry, not really that into books. I'm like, clearly, that's like saying that you don't know what like Lord of the Rings is because you don't know what books are. Well, I will say that one of the only things that can justify saying something that bad on a date is, having prince before your name that is true that is true i want to also talk on that mainly because he was talking about how he can't go out amongst people and stop me if i've said this before but he texts her saying like do you want to come to my place did i say this last episode he texts I don't remember her saying like do you want to come to my place because he can't go out anywhere without getting papped and she goes on a first date i don't think so and I was like, if a guy, if a prince was like, do you want to come to my house? I would be like, okay, well, what should I bring? I'm going to bring an overnight If bag. a gas station attendant said, do you want to come to my house? I'd be like, okay. I'd be like, oh, thank God. I can let go of this charade. Yeah, I, I would have been spending the night, night one. Sorry to my parents. Uh, he said, someone wrote, he makes you a minuscule paper crane from one tenth of a $2 bill. Um, we're not so you don't all like artists, gifts, okay? So you don't like gifts. Okay, got it. So you wouldn't, whoever wrote this wouldn't be happy with getting flowers in the middle of the day randomly. Exactly. Um, he took out a sex list in quotes of questions. Do I shave my vagina? Do I like no, sex stop, toys? Stop, 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 stop. Sex list. He's a virgin. He's a virgin. I mean, <laughs> men who act like this, and you know the guy I'm I'm talking about, Devin. Men who act like this, who are like, what do you like to do, 69? You're like, okay, you've never had sex before. I don't even know, like... It reminds me of Shake. Remember from yes, Love is Blind? Yes, it is Shake. It is Shake. It's Shake. Shake vibes. Someone said, saying I actually went to middle school with Ivanka Trump. I agree. Not something to brag about. I mean, but if they're saying it and like, yeah, she farted and she was a piece of shit, like a former (laughs) classmate told Vanity Fair, then, yeah, I do want to hear about that. 
Well, it's also like if the it, it depends on the situation again, because it's like if the conversation is really lagging, I can see just being like, all right, uh, let's, just, <laughs> let's just throw some dynamite into the mix. I <laughs> throw some stuff against the wall. Remember Ivanka sticks. before her plastic surgery. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I want to I want to you know, I want to hear about that. Um, saying I'm actually the heir to the Samsonite luggage fortune. That's another thing they say out of nowhere. You're like, OK, how much money does that get us a year no no offense but you know yeah saying do you think that was psychosomatic when you describe your covid symptoms <gasps> that is amazing okay that reminds me of a date that i went on where we went to a restaurant and it was like on my way home from work and i go oh this is on my way home from work but i still need like google maps like i walk home from work every day but i still need google maps like kind of jokingly just like i still need google maps to get home I guess because I'm fucking hilarious. And the guy goes, wait, are you serious? You need Google Maps to get home from work? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, do you ever think you should get your head checked out? Like, honestly, you should get that looked into. And I was like, um, check, please. (laughs) I was like, "Okay, well, I went to middle school with Ivanka Trump. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, well, I'm the heir to the Samsonite luggage fortune. And I have a sex list that you probably aren't going to be able to. (laughs) Do you shave your vagina? Okay. I just don't understand how men feel the obligation to give me lectures that I never asked for. I remember one guy who was like hot and I knew him from college. I matched with him on Tinder, Bumble, one of those when I was in New York. And he asked me what I was doing. And I was working on a movie at the time. And I was like, I'm just so busy with work. But, you know, something he was like, well, it's really important to balance work and enjoyment. No, this is like five minutes in the conversation. I'm like, "Um, yeah. And he was like, it sounds like you work too much and you need to. It's really important to relax and let your hair down, too. No, no, no. I was like, I let your hair down. I can't live this way. Okay. That also reminds me of a guy that was I was talking about working on set and he was like, do you ever talk to the actors? Red flag question number one. And I go, no, I, I kind of try to stay out of the way of them. Like, that's part of my job. And he goes, see, if it was me, I would just go up to them and be like, hey, hey, man, let's get a beer. Like, let's hang out. But that's just me because I'm a people person. I was like, so, oh, you, yeah, I, you, you're, you mean so you're psychotic. You would get arrested by the police. That is what you're saying. And it, his argument will be like, I'm just a people person. Sorry, I'm a people person. I, I, I stalked Trevor Noah because I'm just a people person. <laughs> I was in Trevor's dressing room because <laughs> for me, it's like Try connection. Try suits because I like people. I like human connection. That's just me. Well, I think that if anyone has feeling like they have a moment in their life, they play over wondering, why was I so awkward then? Why, what's wrong with me? I hope you're listening to these thinking you can't do worse than that. Another tip in that direction. I hope you watched the new Bachelor episode last night and saw the Gabagool girl and thought, I, I'm really not that bad. Because when I saw that girl say that and this, blonde, is a, this is a girl who came out of the limo as Devin shared a clip with me. It's a girl who came out of the limo and said, this place looks big and scary, but I'm a New Yorker. I'm not scared of anything. I, she goes, I'm from New York. By the way, she's blonde. She doesn't even look Italian. She goes, I'm from New York. Where's the gabagool? Am I right? And then for some reason goes, by the way, love ya. And then goes into the mansion. And as soon as she enters the mansion goes, hey, where's the gabagool? I was like, okay, I. <laughs> Someone stop her. Personally have just realized that I am not annoying. I'm personally, personally, I am not 
an obnoxious person because I just saw what that really looks like. I'm doing pretty good, actually. And by the way, if you can look annoying compared to Zach, you're really fucking You're annoying. a shining star. I wouldn't be able to take Zach anywhere. I would be like, I would literally text my friends to be like, you guys, just be nice to him. He's a really nerdy guy and he's, you know, really annoying, but just be nice. And he played bass in high school, which the host of The Bachelor felt. I'm going to watch this season for the entertainment of how lame he is and hope that some crazy women come out. And, and if they don't, I'll be back to MILF Manor. Until then, I love you, Devin. Love you, Carol. Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.